This is Sarah Gushi and Jackie Kirihara, and, and you're, you're listening, listening to the Herbs, Births, and Babies podcast. talk about the home of home birth and how to think about whether your home is a good place to give birth. Yeah, and I think I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what exactly your home needs to be or if you need to own your home or requirements for a home birth, which yeah, is so it's funny now thinking about it, but I was definitely in that place before I even knew what home birth was, or even when you asked me to be a home birth student, I was trying to picture exactly how I would do it, because at that point, I was living in a studio apartment, downtown Portland, I think I was on the sixth floor, uh-huh. corner unit, in you know a busy area, and... I was like, I have neighbors. I have people above me and below me. I don't own my space. I only have, you know, 700 square feet and it's a studio. So how exactly is a birth going to happen in that space? And it did. And it was great. (laughs) (laughs) It actually was very amazing. It was lovely. The windows were really great. So, you know, I always like to point out that if you have a hospital birth or if you give birth at a birth center, you have a room with a bathroom, and that's it. You don't have, um, I mean, I guess in birth centers, there's often sort of a kitchenette area maybe that's shared, but in general, you don't have your own kitchen and your own refrigerator with your favorite food. You don't have your bed with your mattress and bedding that is most comfortable to you. You don't have, in general, I mean, it's your home, I think the most important question is, are you comfortable in your home? And Mm -hmm. if you're comfortable in your home, it can be a perfect place to give birth. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether that means that you live in an apartment, a rental home, you own your home, you have roommates, or if you live in this huge, gigantic complex, if you feel safe and comfortable in your space, that's the most important piece. Yeah. And so we do a lot of water births. We do those with inflatable birth tubs. Basically, um, you know, hot water is good, but I've literally um, attended a birth in a tiny home that was quite tiny, um, but it was a water birth. We still And you still fit a tub. We fit a tub in there. They actually had on-demand hot water here, which is primo for water births. Otherwise, we often (laughs) are literally boiling water like they do in the movies. Tiny homes, your studio apartment was definitely not the smallest apartment I've ever attended a birth in. I've been no. in some pretty small apartments. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've been, they've been great. Yeah. Um, you definitely do not have to own your home. I think I was so concerned. Do I need to tell the building manager or do I need to tell the owner of you know, space I'm living in in you order don't. to have a birth? And you yeah. don't. You have the right to give birth in your own home. Especially apartment buildings. Won't the neighbors hear me? Or yeah. won't the neighbors be concerned that something is going on? And Right. So let's talk about the noise of birth, shall we, Jackie? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, I really think that most women think they were way louder and made way more noise than they did from my perspective. Mm-hmm. You know? 
and lots of women don't make very much noise in labor. Mm -hmm. um, and even when women are loud, I know I've been to births where women were fairly loud. One I'm thinking of especially was like in the summer in the little like U-shaped complex mm -hmm. and she was pretty loud and the windows were open because it was summer. And the next day we were packing up and leaving and there was neighbors leaving and I think I asked someone and I said something about, oh yeah, we had a birth, did you hear? And they hadn't heard anything. I think a lot of the concern about noise comes from these artificial birth scenarios that come up on TV shows That's or in true. movies yeah. where women are in the middle of labor screaming or yelling at whoever's in the room or, you know, making loud screaming noises while they're having contractions or even pushing. Yeah. And I for the most part in the births that I've attended, that's not very common. That's right. And right. um, a lot of the vocalizing, there's really a difference between like, screaming and freaking mm -hmm. out noises and just vocalizing, working hard noises, which mm -hmm. is usually the noise that women are making when they're working hard, other birthing people. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not alarming. I mean, I've heard, I've heard of people calling the police because of somebody screaming in labor but I personally at 800 births have never in seen 23 that. years <laughs> not on wood. I have not had that happen I've not had like neighbors complain I mean I do tend to tell people who live in complexes to maybe give a heads up to their closest neighbors I actually think what they would notice more than the noise of anybody in the birth is just like a bunch of people parking and coming and going in the middle of the night maybe. yeah you know yeah. they would have them more distressed than sounds they would hear. Yeah, and I was I was very concerned about that um, with my <clears throat> birth with my daughter in the summer of 2020. More particularly because it was COVID and everything was shut down, so everyone's home, you know, right. unless they're out for walks. I yeah. was like, oh my gosh, like this is even more important now because everyone is isolating in their own units in our right. apartment building and right. so everyone is going to be home like everyone's going to hear yeah. the fact that i'm giving birth and of course our daughter surprised us and came term but early and we did not tell any of our neighbors that we were having a home birth and actually no one contacted us or came to check on us or expressed any concerns uh, and were actually surprised when they saw that we had a newborn uh, with that first week. Our, our apartment ended up being perfect. We were in a corner unit and we had two walls that had beautiful windows looking over the West Hills in Portland and for some of those earlier hours of laboring we got to have the windows open mm -hmm. and the shades open and yeah. it just felt really nice uh, but then of course when we wanted to hunker down a little bit more when we were closer to transition and pushing it felt really nice to be able to close the shades and mm -hmm. close windows and kind of yeah. have it be our own space. If you live in a, a home where you have roommates that you're not close to and you basically are not that comfortable in your own home. I mean, we've I've definitely attended births in a group house where mm -hmm. there were roommates. Some of them might have chosen to leave or go stay somewhere else during the birth. Um, and I've had that scenario be completely fine. But if you don't feel comfortable with some of the people you live with, that could be a reason to consider a birth center or yeah. a hospital birth. Yeah, and I think because we live in 
Portland and we're working in Portland, we're in the city or we're in these tight, you know, tight neighborhoods, the houses yeah. are close together, yeah. but we're set are further out in proximity to a hospital. Um, just if, if extra care measures are needed or if a transport is necessary, that might be something that you consider. Like, are yeah. you in a super rural area where if something's needed, is it going to be hard to get to a hospital? Yeah. But I mean, to clarify, yeah, I generally say I'll go an hour, and I've had a few people talk me into slightly <laughs> more than an hour. Um, we do bring a lot of um, medications and oxygen things for emergency. Um, we can handle a lot of situations, but there are, of course, that's part of what makes home birth safe, I believe, is that we transport if we need to. So. Some people are more comfortable with having distance from a hospital than, than other people are. Um, I've known of situations where somebody stayed in a relative's house that was closer mm -hmm. to a hospital mm -hmm. just in case. Yeah. You know? Well, it's a very, giving birth is a very private thing. Oh, it's so vulnerable. Yeah. So vulnerable. So. In every way, it's like physically, yeah. emotionally all of it right so the question is where do you feel like you can let it all hang out mm -hmm. and for a lot of people knowing that they have guides along the way which is what I'd like to think of midwives mm -hmm. as being um, that are nearby if things are going wrong but where they can let their birth unfold in its own time, you don't have to worry about getting in the car. And that is really a big thing if you're planning a hospital. Oh yeah. First time of birth is that you like you don't want to go too soon, but you don't want to go too late. And doing contractions in the car is not comfortable. Most of the time when we transport, it is not urgent. It's mm -hmm. just sort of a super long birth that's been going on, and we drive in regular cars at regular speeds. But mm -hmm. occasionally we do call an ambulance. But for a lot of people, not having to worry about the car. Not having to worry about needing to interact with people they don't know. They're in that vulnerable place, um, yeah. and then they have people coming in and out that they don't know, or there's shift changes, and then you might not have the provider that you would like. That's All right. of those things also yeah. play into kind of some discomfort with having, uh, you know, an in-hospital setting. Right. So when you're having a home birth, there's you know there's a, often a lot of early labor where you're having contractions, but they're not that strong. And I think it's easier when you're at home to sleep when you can and eat whatever you want and stay hydrated, go for a walk in your neighborhood. Um, and it's really your midwife's job to decide when they're going to come. Or they may come and check in and then leave again. If you do live in a studio apartment downtown or yeah. if you live in a complex that has limited guest parking. Or if you live in the Alphabet District, Northwest Portland, yes. parking is very tricky to come across. Yes. So yeah. in those scenarios, sometimes people move their cars so mm -hmm. you can park in their designated spot. The most important piece of that parking is just to allow for you to pull up your car and unload all the equipment yeah. because that's not something that we can just carry four blocks and then up right. into whatever yeah. house or Especially apartment. Especially because I'm carrying 
all the emergency stuff, but also like hoses and rooftop stuff. Um, and so sometimes I'll drive up to a unloading zone yep. or near the elevator, dump everything out, and then go, you know, ideally somebody is there. Yeah. <laughs> and then go park the car. Yeah. Um, and then now away. with, like, those parking apps, like, you can uh, fill yeah. meters, you know, having bursts in the city, so you can use these parking apps to sure. fill sure. our meters instead of having to run out and move our car or actually put physical money into a meter yeah but okay so the point is your home is enough mm -hmm. for a lovely home birth almost always yeah